Hey everybody and welcome again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we're continuing in 1 Timothy chapter 1. Now we, we just saw yesterday that there are those who desire to be teachers of the law and yet they don't understand what they say and they, they don't understand the things that they make confident assertions. And it uses this, this phrase yesterday that they want to be teachers of the law. Well, now Paul continues with this theme of the law, and he picks up in, in verse 8. And we're going to look at verses 8 through 11. And he picks up on this theme of teachers of the law. Now, here's what he says. He says, now, we know that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, that the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and the disobedient. Now, here's what he says. The law of God is good. God's law is good. And, and Paul, I think he actually has the Ten Commandments in mind here. I'll show you why in just a second. He says it's good if one uses it lawfully. Now, one of the ways, uh, there are multiple ways to use the law lawfully, right? The law is used to point us to our sin. When we see the Ten Commandments, we see that we have failed. It leads us to say, I need help. I need a Savior. The law also leads us in love. We know how to love God, the first four commandments, and we know how to love our neighbor, the next six commandments, because this, this law of God makes it clear this is what it looks like. In fact, the, this, the commandments are sometimes called the law of love, right? So he says, understanding this, the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and the disobedient. This is how we who are lawless and disobedient ourselves. We, we understand the law. It points to our sin. Let's continue here. He says, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane. Now, those who are unholy, ungodly, uh, those who are sinners, these are those who stand in a broken relationship with God, right? They have not uh, had God as their only God. They've had other gods in front of him. The, the unholiness of having graven images, second commandment violation, profane, taking the Lord's name in vain, third commandment violation, fourth commandment, just in this, this probably, or, or this picture of the Sabbath and breaking that, um, sinning against God on the Sabbath, right? And then he says, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, well, fifth commandment, murders, sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder. The sexually immoral and men who practice homosexuality. This is, do not commit adultery. This is the seventh commandment. Enslavers, those who steal, man stealing, enslaving people, selling them into captivity, liars and perjurers. This is bearing false witness. This is lying. And then whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. This is that 10th commandment. This do not, thou shall not covet. This is having a, a covetous heart ultimately is living outside of sound doctrine. Now, I, I think that this, backdrop of this list is in fact the the ten commandments not not line by line but very very close this is informing paul's view of being someone who is unjust or lawless and then he says in accordance with the glory of the blessed god with which i have been entrusted excuse me in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed god which was which i have been entrusted so here's what we have it says, now we know that the law is good 
if one uses it lawfully. Understanding this, the law is not laid down for the just, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and sinners, for the unholy and profane, for those who strike their fathers and mothers, for murderers, for the sexually immoral, men who practice homosexuality, enslavers, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to sound doctrine. What is the sound doctrine? The sound doctrine is in, in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God with which Paul and then Timothy and then you and I have been entrusted with. This is any kind of a lifestyle that lives outside of the gospel. Now, here's what it does. This text, it takes the gospel and it makes it the very core of our faith. It says the very core of our faith is to live a life of faith in the gospel, the good news that Jesus died to pay the price for our sins, was buried and resurrected, and now we live lives that strive to conform to the image of Jesus Christ, lives of holiness. And what is a life of holiness? It's a life that lives according to, really, the Ten Commandments. Not as I have to do this to be saved, but rather I am saved and now I live a brand new life, a life of holiness. And so anything that does not match that, anything that lives outside of God's clear instructions for holiness, anything that breaks God's moral law is lawlessness. And the law becomes useful to that person because they're able to say, oh, I'm not loving God. I'm not loving my neighbor. I must turn back to Christ. I must trust Christ and now trust his ways and begin to live like Christ. See, the gospel is not come and believe Jesus and all your sins are forgiven. Now you can go live however you want. The gospel is come and trust Christ, find your sins forgiveness, and now live a brand new life of growing holiness. Not that your holiness saves you, but you live in gratitude of the salvation you have in the gospel. Now you live a new life in Christ. So, how about some introspection today? How about you take some time and, and consider, consider the, the law of God and the gospel of God. If you have trusted in Jesus and his death and resurrection, praise God. Let this be a moment of, of joy, but also a moment where you say, Lord, how can I live in gratitude to you? How can I love you because of the love that you have shown me? And take some time, maybe even turn to Exodus 20, read through those 10 commandments, Deuteronomy 5, and read through the commandments and say, Lord, how is my life not living in gratitude to you, conforming to this, the standard that you've called me to? And if you've not trusted Christ, I want you to do something a little bit differently. I want you to look at those 10 commandments also and, and take an honest assessment of your life. Realize that you have broken God's law and that as a lawbreaker, you stand condemned before a holy and perfect judge. And this judge, he, he will judge you, but he's made a way for you to be rescued. Even though you've broken his law, he has made a way for you to be forgiven. And it's because Jesus perfectly obeyed the law of God. And then he took your law breaking 
And he paid the punishment on the cross, dying for our sins, being buried, and then being resurrected from the grave. If you will believe in him, you in fact will be saved. You'll be given a new life in Christ in accordance with the gospel of the glory of the blessed God. This is our ancient way for our modern day.